0: Hey guys welcome back to the play like a girl podcast one of the shows for sb nations ohio state site land grant holy land we are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too i'm your host meredith Hine, and i'm so excited to be joined today by my co-host megan Husline.
1: hey meredith super happy to be back especially with all the games happening this weekend can't wait to get into it with you i
0: know it's been a while um how's 2022 been for you
1: It's been good. Uh, School's definitely been keeping me busy, and I actually today just started doing a weekly interviewing segment with the Ohio State baseball team, so I'm super excited for that. But yeah, just excited for the semester in general, but it's been going well. How about you? Um, It's been good.
0: Uh, Today we're recording this on Monday, January 31st. Dave and I did dry January. Um, so I guess today's the last official day. It was exciting. And you made it all the way through? Made it all the way through. Wow. Good for you guys. It's very easy. There's so many, like, non-alcoholic beer options. We're like, oh, this is going to be, like, tough when we, like, go out and stuff. And we're like, oh, this is actually (laughs) pretty easy. Um, But anyway, um, exciting stuff. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, just trying to stay warm in what is affectionately known as Siberia this time of year. Um, it was, I mean, I don't think it got above 10 degrees last week, um, but
1: fortunately it was
0: a balmy 35 today. So we got lots of walks outside. That's
1: pretty much like summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My boss was kind enough to remind me not to wear shorts despite the weather.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's going to be like 50 tomorrow in Columbus, so I might have to break out the shorts. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: well, anyway, uh, moving on because I just can't bear the thought of <laughs> this cold weather anymore, but uh, Tia and I got to recap the divisional round of the NFL playoffs last week, which frankly felt like too much to handle emotionally at the time. Um, I'm still reeling from the Bills Chiefs game, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, and yet here we are with yet another really solid set of games from this past weekend. Megan, what are your initial thoughts?
1: I feel like most of America got what they wanted out of this weekend. I mean, at least I did. But I feel like a majority were agreement. You know, we're rooting for Matthew Stafford to finally get to the to the Super Bowl. Everybody's rooting for Joey B. Like it was just such a both games were really great. The Bengals, of course, made it exciting. It was just so fun to watch. And I I'm just super happy with the outcome. I mean, either way, it's going to be a great Super Bowl, but yeah, I feel like it couldn't get better than this.
0: Yeah, I'm totally with you. Uh at, we are both Ohio natives, and so obviously no lots of Bengals fans. Um and it was just so fun to see their excitement over the weekend. Uh the I don't know if you're a fan of like Reingeist, but following them on Instagram, they had like the funnest looking celebration watching the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of long-suffering fan bases, there's a lot of them, but the Bengals are one of them. So good for them. Um, you know, and it makes it really easy to get behind with a quarterback like Joe Burrow, uh We'll get to his like antics in a little bit because they're just so entertaining. Um, But he also, at such an early stage in his career, has already emerged as such a leader for the Bengals Um, and kind of with his cohort of other younger players has kind of really evolved them to a culture where, hey, why not us? Why not us winning a Super Bowl, Um, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's just really crazy when you think about it that he's only needed one full season to take his team to the Super Bowl. He tore his ACL during that season, mind you. Right. Like, he's just incredible. I mean, and I saw this stat. It was crazy. He could be the first ever quarterback to win the Heisman, a national championship, and the Super Bowl. And he's only in his second year in the NFL. Like... He's just unbelievable. Everyone loves him. You can't not root for him. I'm just so excited for him.
0: Absolutely. And frankly, this combo with Jamar Chase, I don't want like I don't want to call it adorable because they're professional football players, but it's kind of adorable.
1: <laughs> I definitely agree. Uh what's even more adorable is both of their dads smoking cigars together after the win. Like it it really doesn't get any better than that. They're just such a great duo. The dads, too. But Jamar Chase and Joey B, B, like, they're just so good on the field. They obviously have great chemistry. It's just really heartwarming to see, for sure. Definitely. Um, And then
0: in terms of other young players, this one's a rookie. uh, Evan McPherson, who Tia and I spoke about pretty extensively last week. Um, Again, friendly reminder that he's a rookie. He's made 12 postseason field goals thus far. Uh, that's every attempt that he's been asked to do he has made, including, as we saw, one in overtime to beat the Chiefs. He could actually, Megan, break Adam Vinatieri's postseason field goal record, which is set at 14.
1: Uh, I think he will definitely do that. I, It's crazy. I actually just told my friends last night, I'm like, he could literally be the next Justin Tucker. I mean, also, Adam Vinatieri. Like, I think this is the best rookie season from a kicker that we've ever seen. It's just absolutely insane. His confidence level is just out of this world. Like he just doesn't seem to feel the pressure at all. He's just so fun to watch. It's like a guaranteed field goal every time he steps out there. So I feel like it was fitting that he was the one who sent his team to the Super Bowl. Just super exciting to watch. He's
0: definitely got ice in his veins. That's for sure. Um, but real quick, let's get back to Joe Burrow. Um, apparently, (laughs) so first of all, his outfits have been phenomenal. Tia and I have spoken at length about his glasses. Um, he also started rocking a chain this week. Um, and when asked if the diamonds in his like initial monogram whatever you call it chain were real uh he said yes of course they are he makes too much money to wear fake diamonds um which is just hilarious to me um but also apparently kid Cudi reached out to him like via twitter a couple days ago and he like is joe burrow's favorite artist and i'm like what a world for how old is he now like 24 25 like what a world kid Cudi. Gold chains, puffer jackets that make you look like a ski villain. It's awesome.
1: Yep. Yep. It really doesn't get any better than this. I feel like he's just, I feel like he's just one meme after the next, but like in such a good way. Like everyone just loves him. He's so funny to watch. I mean, like, of course he would say, yeah, he makes too much money to wear fake diamonds, but it's like from him, it's not cocky it's just like oh like of course yeah he would say that like I don't know I just I look forward to his post-game press conferences because he always has something funny to say his outfits have just been absolute fire lately like like you said with the glasses now everyone's wearing them like I just I could go on and on I just love Joe Burrow and I feel like everyone feels the exact same way
0: yeah it's Extremely hard not to. Um, he's been putting up the numbers he needs to on the field and entertaining us off the field. So what more could you want? Um, you know, I—he's like a half a Buckeye will count, but there are actually four full. We'll call them full Buckeyes on the Bengals. Um, that's the most of uh, most players from any college of anyone on the Bengals roster. Um, any college on the Bengals roster? I don't know. There's more Buckeyes than anyone else. Um, but we've got Sam Hubbard, Von Bell, and Eli Apple on defense, all of whom made incredible plays in the fourth quarter in overtime to bring the Bengals their win. Um, but there's also Isaiah Prince on the offensive line, who I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot about until like last week.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I think it was on Twitter, but I mean, First off Hubbard Bell and Apple are all captains like it's just so actually I don't think Apple is scratch that but Von Bell and Hubbard are and they're just like you said they made such pivotal plays Hubbard with that huge sack obviously Von Bell with the pick Eli Apple made that critical stop uh, before halftime it's just really Ohio Ohio is just ruling the NFL right now and I mean Bengals fans are just out of their minds. Like, it's just so fun, so fun to watch. It gives Ohio State fans something to root for. And, yeah, I mean, it's just so fun to watch. Yeah.
0: Gotta love the local product. Sam Hubbard in particular uh, went to Moeller Mm -hmm. in Cincinnati. Um, So, you know, he literally went straight home after playing at Ohio State uh, when the Bengals took him in the third round in 2018. Um, But, yeah. Just just wild. And speaking of that overtime finish for the Bengals, uh, this week overtime worked against the Chiefs, which frankly felt like retribution. Um, Megan, I know you and I haven't had a chance to connect on the Bills game a couple weeks ago, but what were your thoughts when the game went to overtime and the Chiefs won the toss?
1: Um, I literally texted my cousin, who's a huge Bengals fan, and I said, I'm sorry, but Mahomes is going to score a touchdown and the game is going to end. Like, automatically, I was like, okay, game over. And if you saw the look on Joe Burrow's face, I think he felt the exact same way. But, hey, I'm so happy that I was wrong, but I was very surprised when that just did not happen. I mean, Mahomes did not play that great in the second half, and obviously that translated over into overtime. But you still can't count out Patrick Mahomes, but... Hey, the defense stepped up big, and I'm happy that I was wrong, but I was very surprised.
0: Yeah, and once again, a defense with three players from Ohio State. Um, Yeah, I mean, just thinking about the end of the fourth quarter, you see Joe Burrow lead the Bengals down the field. You see them score. You see them go ahead, and you know that Mahomes – can score. He just did it like eight times against the Bills last week. You give him two minutes and, of course, the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. And it was – you know, we're sitting in my living room and Dave, my husband, goes, the Bengals just need to let them score so they can give Joe Burrow as much time as possible because it looked like the Bengals were going – excuse me, the Chiefs were going to score a touchdown because they were, what, on the two-yard line, first and goal, second and goal. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden – Hubbard sacks Mahomes, which simply does not happen ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It We'll get to this in a minute because the quarterbacks in the AFC are just bananas, but you just don't see Mahomes going down. Like, if Mahomes wants to score, he will score, but it just didn't happen. Um, which brings us to the topic I just alluded to, and that is the youth of AFC quarterback rooms. Um We saw, obviously, a taste of it with Mahomes versus Burrow. Uh, Josh Allen is still something of a spring chicken, uh, as is Lamar Jackson. Um, And it seems like we're going to have this set of quarterbacks around for a long time, especially with the retirement of Big Ben um, and the rise of these young folks who really made waves in the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just seems like we're moving on from the generation of brought this burger possibly Brady Rogers is getting towards the end and I mean it's looking even better I mean these quarterbacks are so fun to watch and they're so young too they're totally in their prime like you mentioned um Lamar Jackson Joey B Josh Allen obviously and then Justin Herbert Mahomes like it's just a absolutely stacked lineup all in the AFC um But they're just so fun to watch. And like you said, like all in the playoffs, they're just true leaders of their team. And um, they're just doing so well. So definitely looking forward to the next 10 to 15 years in the NFL. So no need to worry about, you know, a downgrade from the quarterbacks that are currently retiring or getting getting up, up there, you know, about to retire. So definitely an exciting group to watch.
0: For sure. And yeah, I forgot about Justin Herbert. But he's in like California. It's easy to forget. Um, But (laughs) speaking of California, um, yeah, in terms of teams that I felt like I knew very little about heading into the playoffs until that last game in week 17, um, the 49ers and the Rams And then we had this incredible Week 17 game where the 49ers won to make it into the playoffs. And they followed it up with also a very exciting game on Sunday night uh, where the Rams pulled it out to win the NFC Championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game was just, it was so bananas, honestly. Like, I I honestly thought that the 49ers were going to win. It's just the Rams did not seem to really have it together, but then... At the last second, I noticed. I was like, oh, Jimmy G hasn't thrown any picks tonight. And then guess what he did the next play to end the game? Like, it was bound to happen. Um, The Rams, I truly believe, are the better team. Stafford is the better quarterback, in my opinion. So, yeah, again, another great game yesterday, Sunday. But, I mean, yeah. They're just two unexpected teams, I feel like, too. Like, 49ers just really started the season not well and just climbed their way back up into the NFC Championship. And the Rams have just been battling all season too. So definitely two fun teams to watch and a great game on Sunday. Definitely. And as much
0: as the story in the AFC has been the youth of the quarterbacks, I think you and I may have talked about this before, but in the NFC it's very much the youth of the coaching staff because you've got Sean McVay and Kyle Mm -hmm. Shanahan – Um, Both very young coaches. Uh, Tia and I discovered last week, uh, who also coached on the same staff in Washington years ago, along with Matt Mm -hmm. LaFleur. Um, So that's kind of a fun thing. Uh, But yeah, I mean, these folks are going to be back. Like both McVay and Shanahan have already made Super Bowls We expect them to make it in the future, especially with things that are happening throughout the NFC that we've seen possible like retirement potential scenarios for both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady this offseason. We could definitely see a shift in the balance of power away from some of these teams that we've come to know in recent years.
1: Yeah, for sure. These young coaches are definitely stepping up big. I mean, it, it's really crazy to think about that. Yeah, they were all on the same staff in Washington, and now look where they've gotten their teams now. They've just totally transformed them. Like, Sean McVay went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as his quarterback. Like, I don't know. It just, it's, it's a testament to how good of a coach he is. They've just totally turned around their team. So, like, I mean, like the AFC quarterbacks, I'm just excited to see how they perform in the future. They're already doing so great, so... Definitely gonna be great for years to come too. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, of course, Sean McVay has arguably a better quarterback this year in Matt Stafford. Um, as you mentioned before, finally getting his shot at a Super Bowl. I did see a really funny tweet about with Matt Stafford in the Super Bowl and Eminem performing at halftime. This is the closest that Detroit's ever gonna get to a
1: Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which
0: is so sad. Um, but also <laughs> phenomenal. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's very you always think of great players who never actually like got the chance to be in a Super Bowl. Um and Megatron often tops those lists but he retired so early and so it like it felt like at some point Stafford was going to get his shot. Um and now, you know, here it is. Like TBD, like Bengals are super hot right now. Um but I think the initial line is Rams are favored. Um, what are your thoughts on this very early pre-Super Bowl predictions?
1: Uh, well, first off, I just want to say kudos to Stafford. I mean, he not only did he get his first playoff win this year, he's literally in the Super Bowl, so just so happy for him. Definitely deserving of it after he served his time in Detroit. But I'm kind of shocked that the Rams are favored. Um I really think that the Bengals have a great shot of winning this game. It's definitely going to be a gritty game, I feel like, about all the defenses. But I, I honestly think that the Bengals are going to pull away. They're just, like you said, they got the momentum on their side. It seems like no one can shut down Joey B. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be a really great game, I feel like. But I honestly feel like the Bengals are going to pull away. I'm hoping
0: that's the case. Uh, They are four-point dogs, um, as we've seen in the NFL. Uh, There is a lot of parity, so you do not see the giant spreads that we do in college football. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, hoping for a Bengals win, but the Rams have definitely been a strong team throughout this year, um, especially with the addition of OBJ, who – had his first 100-yard receiving game on Sunday night for the first time since, like, his first week with the Browns. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, they they certainly have a ton of weapons. Cooper Cup also just bananas.
1: Yes. He's, like, I feel like underrated. Like, I feel like he's one of the more underrated players. Like, I feel like he definitely doesn't get talked about enough because his season is just insane. Like, I'm pretty sure – Oh, I saw a stat yesterday during the game. It was, like, most receiving yards in a season. And he was up there with Jerry Rice, I believe. Like, his stats this season are just insane. He's so reliable and just, like I said, I feel like he's not talked about enough. So definitely a huge weapon that the Rams have and just really fun to watch, too. Absolutely. Oh, and
0: we forgot about Von Miller in terms of midseason acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Certainly, someone who's going to boost the defense. Um, right. But yeah. Uh, getting back to uh, what we alluded to earlier, we had some exciting retirement rumors. Megan, there I was on, when was it? Sunday afternoon? Saturday afternoon?
1: Saturday. Yeah. Yep.
0: Just sitting in the car, and I got like a notification like Tom Brady announces retirement. I'm like, what? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I will remember this moment forever. And then, of course, <laughs> it turned out to all be for naught and just a crazy rumor. Um, but, like, we obviously knew this discussion would happen regardless. Uh, and obviously with the Bucks, um getting knocked out of the playoff picture – the discussion can start sooner rather than later. It feels like he's going to wait to announce until after the Super Bowl, but I don't know. Have we seen Tom Brady play his last game?
1: I honestly don't think so. Like, when the news broke, my jaw dropped. I was so shocked. I totally do not expect him to retire after losing the way that they did. I feel like he has to go out on a Super Bowl win, or at least make it to the Super Bowl, like He's Tom Brady. I feel like there's nothing more poetic than him retiring after a Super Bowl win. But, yeah, I just got a notification. It says he's still day by day talking about his decision. Um, so, I mean, another thing is I can't believe Adam Schefter really botched that. Like, Tom Brady's retirement and he jumped the gun too early on that. I don't know. I thought that was surprising too. But, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the last of Brady yet. Um if anything, just because the retirement was announced too early, I feel like he's going to just come back to prove everyone wrong. But I definitely don't think that we've seen the last of Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, I hadn't even thought about the thing with Adam Shafter, but that's part of why, like, I mean, it blew up so much was we all thought it was super reliable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. It feels like he's such a competitor, but it's like a double edged sword, right? He's not one to go out on a loss, but also If he wins a Super Bowl, he also has proven to himself that he's still at the top of his game and is going to continue to play. Um, I don't know. We're not, he's not like Brett Favre, where he's clearly declining and, Mm -hmm. you know, being of less use to his team. Like he's still among the best quarterbacks in the league, even with all the young guns that we talked about in the AFC before. Um, but yeah, we will see, um, in terms of other players who maybe have not been as great for their teams this year, Aaron Rodgers also may have played his last game at Green Bay. Uh, retirement rumors are certainly swirling. Also rumors of him moving to a new team. Um, and Rodgers himself has said that he's not going to be dragging this process out. Uh, but Megan, do you think we have seen the last of Rodgers number one in Green Bay and number two overall?
1: Again, I don't think that he will retire this season either. I I think it might be the last time he plays for the Packers. I think there's a real shot that he does go to Denver and follows his offensive coordinator because, I mean, he said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding year and just with all the cap space, him, Devontae Adams, and the Packers, I just I feel like they don't have a legitimate shot at being a Super Bowl contender um so I think Denver is ready to do that I think it's gonna it would be a great team for him uh but it's a beautiful mystery I mean who knows I don't think he'll retire I mean I think he's gonna be the MVP this year so I just can't see him retiring after still being the best player in the NFL but like I said who knows but I think Denver could definitely be a contender for him.
0: We shall see. Um, We've got a really exciting Super Bowl, as we alluded to, coming up ahead of us. But before we get there, we get to actually have a field day with the Olympics. Um, We've got more on that. But first, we're going to take a quick break. So stay with us. Welcome back. Uh, the Winter Olympics sort of snuck up on us, but they are here this week.
1: Uh, they definitely snuck up on me. I, I'm i not going to lie. I had no idea until we were about to record this podcast because I've just been so focused on the NFL games and everything else happening. I, Wow. I can't believe they're really here. We actually, we've made it. Hopefully. We've made it.
0: Um, obviously, the Winter Olympics are uh, somewhat somewhat very different format um shorter games just a two-week period uh, a lot of fewer sports than we see in the summer olympics um also megan i don't know if you're like an olympics fan but the winter sports are terrifying
1: uh i i could not imagine just like shooting myself off of a mountain with only skis beneath me like it looks like they're flying and then they just they land perfectly on their feet like Ski jumping is just, I, I i couldn't do it. I mean, it's very fun to watch, but very nerve-wracking. But, yeah, I, I, they really do put their lives out on the line, and they do it with grace. So I'm excited to watch them, but at the same time, I'm going to be very nervous. Yeah,
0: I remember a commercial from a few years ago. Where, and I, of course, I don't remember who it was for, but the ad featured, like, one of the Olympians as, like, a small child doing, like, ski jump for the first time off of, like, a little, like, two-foot ramp or whatever, and I'm just, like, how do you get, like, the courage to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: train for that? Like, yeah, your two-foot ramp, that's fine, but then, like, go up to your, like, giant thing where you're going to fly off into the air and defy gravity on skis what no
1: thanks yeah
0: um additionally one of the other olympic sports that uh folks will be competing for is called the skeleton um which also is a terrifying thing it's like a luge but head first
1: yeah i mean luge itself is alarming terrifying but then yeah but now you're just Diving head first, just going for it, going what, like sixty miles an hour. They're like flying. They're absolutely flying. And a respect to them. It's just, I personally could never do that, but it has to be just so exhilarating, but that still would not outweigh the fact that it is absolutely terrifying. So yeah. Couldn't be me, but I'm super excited to watch it. Yeah, I'm going on a ski trip
0: in a couple weeks to Colorado, and like I don't ski, but I was like, oh, maybe I'll like do sledding or something. And there's like a luge track, yeah. and I was like, oh, that might be interesting. But also, I hate going downhill fast, and so like most of the winter Olympic sports, therefore, are not yeah things I would want to personally <laughs> try. Anyway, um do you have any favorite winter olympics
1: memories? Honestly, just the figure skating. It's it that is my favorite to watch period. I just I cannot fathom how they do that because I can barely just stand up on ice skates much less twirl around 50 times and jump in the air and they look so graceful while doing it. It's just Unbelievable. I don't have anyone in particular that I love to watch. I just love to watch all the figure skaters because I I feel like that's like the gymnastics version of winter because it's so graceful yet mesmerizing at the same time. So those are definitely my favorites to watch. For sure. I am totally with you. I remember watching Tara
0: Lipinski at maybe like 98, 96, sometime in the 90s. I don't know. Um, But I thought she was so cool. And then my friend Brana was also a figure skater. And I was like, oh my gosh, you could go to the
1: Olympics.
0: Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I thought she was just so cool. Because she was like 14 at the time. And I was like, I can't believe that like you're 14 and you're winning Olympic medals. It's just wild. Um, anyway, uh, I- we hoping we will see many more exciting memories uh, from the Winter Olympics. The official opening ceremonies are scheduled for Friday. Uh, final note: I can't wait to see what the delegations are going to wear. I feel like the U.S. delegation, like decked out by Polo Ralph Lauren, is al- always like just mm-hmm. incredible.
1: That's a classic.
0: classic looks all around um however also in the spirit of international sports uh tia and i talked a little last week about news from down under in the australian open with novak djokovic um but the open itself wrapped up over the weekend and in exciting news for australia uh, ashley Barty became the first australian to win the tournament since 1978
1: yeah this was super exciting um Can't believe it's taken her this long to win, you know, her native country's major, but she did it with ease. She was just totally dominant the entire tournament, but it was nice to see some Americans doing really well. Danielle Collins, her opponent, obviously, the score didn't reflect it, but she competed super well. Just all around a fun tournament to watch for the ladies, but... Barty just could not be stopped. She's just on the top of her game right now. So it was nice to see her win in her home country. For sure. Also, she spells her name really cool. Just saying.
0: Um, On the (laughs) men's side, we also had history made. Rafael Nadal now holds the men's Grand Slam record with 21 Grand Slam titles.
1: Yeah. He's just – he's unbelievable. The way he did it, too, being down – Two sets coming back to win against Medvedev, who is not an easy opponent. It just shows how much heart that Nadal has, how good he still is at 35 years old. It was just unbelievable. And I know there is talk that would he have won if Djokovic was competing. Who knows? Federer wasn't there, Djokovic wasn't there. Doesn't matter. He still beat Medvedev, who is obviously one of the young up and coming stars, but Yeah, congrats to Nadal. I feel like everyone was super happy for him. Everyone loves Nadal. So, yeah, I mean, I can't believe that he's now the all-time major holder for men's. Like, yeah, I feel like it definitely did sneak up on us. For sure. And, you know, you alluded to this uh, with your statement earlier, but
0: he has achieved this feat competing alongside folks like Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray. Um, who all have won Grand Slam titles and at one point or another have been number one in the world. Um, and Nadal, yeah, he just snuck up and managed to claim the, the all-time title. I definitely thought like Roger Futterer would have that for maybe forever, but he started to, um, I don't want to say succumb to injuries because that makes it sound really dramatic, but you know he's <laughs> not competed as much lately. How about that? Um right. Yes. Yeah. But uh just in case you're wondering, real quick, uh Serena Williams does have 23 Grand Slam titles, which is two more than Raphael Nadal. Um, and if you do want to count doubles <laughs> and mixed doubles, she has 39. Um, so we'll just put a pin in that one. Um, but then Megan, I saw that you just published a column on land grant. At both Ohio State men's and women's tennis teams seem to be having a really phenomenal start to their seasons.
1: Yeah. So I actually got to go to the women's tournament this past weekend and it was so fun to watch. They're just so fiery, so passionate. They hit it so hard. I mean, having it right in front of my eyes, I was just like, I was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, they're both advancing to a national indoor tournament. They're both finalists and um, the men are just, again, having a phenomenal start to the season. They're undefeated ranked number six, the women's in number 11. So yeah, just super fun to watch. They're just starting their season and they're already going to a national tournament. So super exciting for them. Best of luck to all of our current and former Buckeyes, uh, especially the tennis
0: team. Um, But that's all we have for today. Before we wrap up the show, Megan, do you have any shout outs?
1: Yeah, I want to shout out a couple players on the Ohio State men's basketball team um EJ Liddell thousand points and was just super clutch against Purdue I know they lost but man he he really made it a competition I really thought that we just shot at winning that was heartbreaking but he did awesome and then Michi Johnson I mean his mask come on it's just it's phenomenal it. It, <laughs> yes I mean it gives him straight villain vibes oh my gosh I love it so yeah just wanted to shout out both of them
0: I think even Chris Holtman said that he was like, he's dangerous
1: on the court. And I was like, ooh,
0: what the math. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm going to shout out Chiefs fans for donating more than $170,000 uh, to the Patricia Allen Fund at a children's hospital in honor of Josh Allen's late grandmother. Um yeah, again, just like this was such an incredible game to watch. Like it gave me goosebumps. Probably the best football game I've ever seen. Um but so much respect between these two teams and these two quarterbacks and you know really kudos to this fan base for like seeing above the game and you know making the best of the spirit of competition uh, and using that for good. Um and, you know, hopefully this $170,000 goes and does some really amazing things at this children's hospital.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I I love to see NFL fans just band together like this. I'm pretty sure Bill's Mafia did something for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens last year a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's just super fun to see that it's more than a game. They are obviously rooting for each other outside of football, so... Definitely, definitely a nice story to see for sure.
0: All right, that's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Megan at Megan Hustline, me at Meredith Heine, and the site at Land Grant Thirty Three. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks.